0: Welcome to The Windown, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to The Windown. Down. I'm here with Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? Good, thanks. What a surprise to see you here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's strange. <laughs>
1: anyway, where are we? What are we drinking? Today? Oh, look, we're, we're drinking something um, a bit unique. Mm-hmm. A Go bit on. unique. So, in, in the Barossa, you've got uh, a lot of, I guess, well-known vineyards. Uh, and those vineyards produce a lot of uh, commercial-grade wineries, uh, commercial-grade wines, mm-hmm. uh, and well-known brand names. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of uh, growers there, that yep. produce, like... Here's a whole you know, number of acres of grapes, and they get sold off yes. into a lot of the commercial growers. Yep. Um, there's also a tertiary group there, which are really small vineyards that you generally have a hard time finding. Uh, and this is one of them. This is actually, a, 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 this bottle is called Round 2 Barossa Valley Merlot. And we'll talk about Merlot in a minute, because it's had some interesting history to it itself. But oh, cool. This... Um, this little group is, uh, a couple of guys bought 45 acres uh, mm-hmm. in the Barossa, just outside of uh, Tanunda. They call themselves the Mute Vinters, and um, they produced a, you know, quite a nice Merlot. It's,
0: it's, let, let me try it. I'll give you, you some feedback. You try it. You know what? That's not bad. It, it's not That's bad. And look on,
1: on the scale of things, and Merlot is a, a it's a softer a softer red. Mm. Um, but for you know a couple of guys getting together now. To be fair, one of them is a is a Tousner, which is actually one of the other wine making mm-hmm. families in the uh, in the area. Um, but on the scale of things, yeah, it's not it's not going to win the global awards that you generally tend to see at the Granges. But the other end, it's not going to be you know connected to petrol either. So no, it's, no, um, it's, it's it's very it's, it's very drinkable. It's mm. nice good quality pub wine. It's not yeah. expensive either. No, I no know. It's, it's not at all. And um, the interesting thing is, as a as a Merlot, now Mer- Merlot used to have a bit of a bad rap. Yeah. It's a bit like, um, have you ever seen um, seafood sticks or crab sticks? Yes. And you start, you get one, you pull it apart, and oh, I found a bit of crab. Oh, I found a bit of crab. But what's all this other <laughs> stuffing they put in there? Merlot always used to be that stuffing grape. Right. It was the, the one they mixed in with the real grapes for uh-huh. volume. Yep. But it's actually uh, grown a lot over the years, and it actually holds its own now, so it's um, it's quite nice.
0: Fantastic. No, it is quite nice. It is. Good Good choice, Scott. Yes. I, I am impressed. Now, today, now this morning we recorded the Accounting Technology Fireside Chat podcast. Yes. And I was sitting with Trevor, and his company's moving from being um, in an office to a new office. And they're okay. a bit distressed, because they are leaving their old office today, yes. and they can't get into their new office for a week because oh. they're setting up computers and monitors and mice and wiring and cabling and oh. servers and all there of this are. stuff. They may have to work from home. The, yes, and they struggle with that because they have on-premises servers. Oh. So, Scott, let's talk about that scenario, the office move. So we've talked about the office falling down. Let's talk about the office move. Can we build an office where really all I need is power? I don't need network cabling. I don't need
1: servers. Can we actually make that work? You, you, you can mm. uh, there's some good points about it and there's some average points Okay, but in theory in today's environment your office move should be painless you should be able to literally just pick up your laptop in theory one from office location A yep. one night, go to office location B the following day, sit down and start working so that that's probably going to mean you have no servers, right? That, yeah, so that, that, that's your, you've modernized your business. Yep. All of your information is in the cloud. Your data is in the cloud. You haven't got physical on-site servers that are performing old functions or legacy functions. Yep. Um, you, you could be using Wi-Fi or physical cabling. And we don't want to
0: use physical cabling, do we?
1: Look, it, you, you do and you don't. Okay. Um, take,
0: take me through it because, you know, okay. you, I, I said, you know, at home I've got this mesh network. I've got six access points. They all talk to each other. At home, Wi-Fi is brilliant for the six people there doing lots of heavy usage.
1: Yes, and I probably show you that if you've got six Wi-Fi access points in your house, that they're too close together and overlaying and interfering with Here each other. Go. This is what I said. I'm getting
0: a very average result. Wi-Fi is a complex thing. Oh, We're we getting an okay result. You know, I can yeah. I can I can squirt seven hundred megs from anywhere in the house out through my one gig fibre. So okay, well there you go. I did pay enough for the one gig fiber, didn't I?
1: Yes, I remember you had to <laughs> physically put it in. Okay, so look, um, you, you can survive purely on Wi-Fi in an office these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a lot better than it used to be. I remember uh, quite a few years ago, um, there was one of the banks in the city, uh, went all Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and later added cabling. Right. Now, the issue becomes most users don't need a lot of bandwidth. Correct. You're just going out to the internet, like take Zero for example. It's an internet-based app, a couple of megabits per second, you'll go out there and you'll you quite happily get all your data and do whatever you need. Yep. Um, roll that around with another 10 or 15 people doing that. What is that, a 20-meg link? Because they're not all doing it at the same time. Correct. Uh, there's a concept called um, contention ratios with uh, network providers as well, and it basically says how many times can they oversubscribe the bandwidth.
0: Which which they do on the NBN, right? So the NBN has 20, 30, 50, 100x contention ratio in some places. It depends, yeah.
1: That's up to the actual provider that you connect to. Um, So so that's the the, 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 the retail retail service service provider, your RSP. The the RSP. Um, They can buy, for example, let's just say 100 mega capacity. I think it's a minimum 300 now, but they can buy 100 mega capacity Mm -hmm. and they can say, I'm going to put one client through that. Therefore... If you've got a 100-meg link, you know it's always going to work. Yes. But it's like saying, I'm going to build a road, a one-lane road, just for that car. It's cool for that car. It's cool for that car, but it's very expensive. Yes. Yes. You've got a lot of infrastructure, a lot of support, and a lot of cost tied up just to support one person. So what you do is you say, well, we're going to share that capacity with other people as well. Now, you don't build a one-lane road. In this concept, you might build a 100-lane road. Yep, shared between a thousand cars at once. Now not knowing that no, nobody's yeah. doing stuff at once. That's right. Except when all the kids come home from school. Yeah, and that would be like ten to one. Yep. it was only a hundred out of the thousand oh, good were point. there it was. Yep, uh, ten to one. By the way, is a, a pretty very low sort contention of ratio. ratio. Yeah, I've seen it up to two hundred to one. Yeah, um, by some large national providers. Um, Which we won't talk about. No, we won't get there. <laughs> uh, but that is how you can actually have offerings that get down into the. You start getting oh fifty dollars. Then it's forty nine. Then it's forty eight. Then yep. it's forty seven. There's only you can only go so low before you start creating problems. Of course. So anyway. Okay. So
0: that's that's an important thing, and I think for yeah, we're we're trying to make this 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 podcast and video really human and accessible to humans. Yeah. That contention ratio is something people don't really realise that you're actually sharing your bandwidth with. All the people subscribe to your RSP in your local area, depending are. on how they've done it.
1: You are. And look, the same concept applies in an office. You may have a 100-meg link in an office, mm-hmm. but everybody in that office is using it. Yes, yeah, same applies to Wi-Fi. If you've got 10, 15, 20 people in an office and one access point, yes, that access point can do a lot these days, but it's still sharing one link back into the network
0: there's there's other things because it's a wireless technology yes there's all sorts of things like interference and dead zones and live zones Mm. and and all sorts of now if i know if i remember rightly wi-fi's got 16 channels in australia
1: oh when you look at the um, the the 2.4 range yes and then you get into the 5 gig range and it blows it right out right but and then you actually look at channel width Yes. It could be like 20 megahertz, 40 megahertz, 80 megahertz. It's, it's basically, you can specify in your Wi-Fi access point how much capacity you want to make available to each user. Yep. And also some parameters around controlling how many at once and so forth. Right. Um, okay, but, but if you have
0: too many people on too few access points,
1: you're going to get horrible performance. If, if they're all trying to do things at the same time, and, and these days your, your laptop or your PC tends to do things without you doing anything at all. Of course, yeah. Uh, like, oh, I'm going to download these updates now, or I'm yeah, going to um, whatever it is. Yep. This, this is the issue with where Wi-Fi used to be, that the technology probably wasn't quite there to do anything at a performance level. Right. So if you had some older applications that needed to run locally across your network... You couldn't really get high speeds, and therefore they may seem slow. Like, oh, I run this, I wait 30 seconds, and it loads. Versus on physical Ethernet cabling that you put in, that blue cable, yep. into the into the desk, that's dedicated just for you. Because it's done in such a way that it's so cheap but, but you can. But still,
0: if I've only got a 100 meg network, that's dedicated up to me. But the minute I hit my network, if as say, for example, yeah. all my servers are in the cloud. Yes. I've got a 100 meg link. I've got a 100 staff. Yes. Right? And all of them, with blue cables or whatever, yes. try and hit that link. There's The bottleneck still
1: that link, it, The right? bottleneck is going to be your point where you exit the business and go out to the internet. So your, blue cables or Wi-Fi access points, that doesn't matter, right? It, it's another
0: point of contention. Right. But, but then, and I learned this years ago, you put all these servers in with a single network card. Yes. And there's your bottleneck there. It, it is.
1: But and you give them multiples, and then the bus is your bottleneck, and... and well, look, it's, it's it's a bit like driving out of your house in the morning. You get onto a, a bit of road that you know is actually like two lanes wide. Yep. And you know that it's going to take you five or ten minutes to get through that bit, but then you're okay. Yeah. Okay, so a bit of money comes along from a government project. and They say, we're going to fix that. We're going to make that like ten lanes wide. And all of a sudden, great, you can fly through that little bit of road in a minute. You
0: get to the next you bit and now you're stuck again. then caught
1: somewhere else. Yep. Okay, it's, it's, you're just going to another contention oh, point. Yeah. Uh, and the, the problem never stops. Okay. So, but it's still,
0: so then you've got a way up, right? Yes. You've got a way up. It's all these swings and balances, right? If I was able to, we, we talk about the new way of working. We talk about, you know, workplaces, which aren't just desks where you sit and do things. We talk about workplaces, which are about how you work. We talk about people being able to move around or go to a breakout area here or a meeting room here or something like that there. Being stuck to a blue cable on a desktop PC doesn't lend yourself to that type of
1: working. Yeah, no, and look, Wi-Fi is probably at the point today, we've got Wi-Fi 6 just coming out, the standard, mm-hmm. uh, which allows for a lot more people, a lot more users per access yeah, I've got point. Wi-Fi 6 at home, by the way, just, just to you oh. that. Well, th- it'll support you a lot better, although with a small number of people, you may not notice the difference. Oh, we noticed the difference. Have you seen how much my kids stream? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now here's the thing, though. Access points vary as well. Right. They, you can get really cheap ones that actually work really well these days. It's a, it's a bit like, do you see any really bad TVs? Like a TV's been around for so long that even the cheap ones tend to work pretty well these days. They do, yeah. Um, it's not as if they, you put them in and you know a, a week later they fail. Um, they may not be the most power efficient, but um, the trick in some of the access points is where you place it, Yep. what's in front of it, and they uh, access points have things called radiation patterns. The radiation pattern shows you where the bandwidth is available. Right. Now, access points that have got, for example, a metal plate on the back of them, on the base, which is half common. You showed me one the other day. Yes, <laughs> is, and this is, it's actually an issue because the previous version of that model did not have a metal plate on the bottom of it. So metal plate stops the wireless energy going up through that. Well, plate, well that's right? just it. So it'll actually reflect the radiation.
0: Now, so it's on all the down. So you've got to put that one on the ceiling. You can't put yes. it on your desk.
1: So if you've got the the base plate of the access point is metal. Yep. You you could put it on the desk and the signal would sort of go up more. Or you could turn it upside down and put the metal plate on the roof and the signal would go down into the room. Yep. What you can't do though is decide. I've got this raised ceiling or this drop ceiling mm. I'm just going to stick the access point up there with the metal plate on the bottom because oh, then you'll get nothing down there it's, and it's you'll be, very you'll be radiating the concrete yeah. and I've yep. seen people stick access points in racks in between a switch and a router oh god wondering why the signals bad and it's yep. just a big metal Faraday cage bouncing the signal around <laughs> and not letting it go anywhere so there's some tricks with these but this, this model was um, interesting because the predecessor was a plastic base, yep. which meant it actually did work pretty well regardless of where you put it. So you can't kind of like for like replace those now. No. You've got to think you, about you've it. You've got to more. be careful.
0: So that's, that's something that's, that's fascinating because I know lots of people, you know, you get your router from Optus or Vodafone or whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got wireless. You stick it somewhere. It just works for yeah. most
1: people. Well, actually, those routers that you get from the carriers and those, the residential grade, like the $100 rod routers yep. you find at the electronics stores, you ever notice they're all plastic? Yes. There's a reason for that. Ah, there we go. If you made it out of metal and they've got internal access points built into them, it's just going to reflect it inside the case and not really generate a great signal outside. Good point. So, But, but lots of people think, because
0: I've made my homework or I've done something like that, I can roll out wireless to the office. Oh, you know, you can. You can. But you're not going to have a great experience. And, and, and
1: I can do my own tax return, too.
0: Yeah, good point. Good point. You can fix your own car as well.
1: Yeah, I did that once.
0: <laughs>
1: is the leak gone yet or is it still there? <laughs> no, I got rid of the car. <laughs> anyway, the, um, there's nothing stopping you doing it. Yep. And without much problem, you'll get a pretty average result without trying. Okay. And maybe an average result is actually okay. Yep. But as soon as you actually start putting more people on there you start putting business grade applications that you need to know that you can send this data fairly quickly if you have to yep you want to do video conferencing yes and that's it that's when you start to look at well it needs to be designed properly or at least installed properly with a bit of thought you're not trying to put a signal through brick walls you haven't got steel frames everywhere you haven't decided or at least you're
0: not trying to get wireless from one side of a steel frame to the other
1: well, that's that's it. And, for example, don't build a, a steel mesh chicken coop in the backyard and then work out why your laptop doesn't work inside yep. the Faraday cage. So who are the people who are rolling out wireless
0: networks now? Because it used to be you get an electrician to run your blue cabling. Do you get electricians to roll out wireless? Is that something
1: uh, they can do? We get them to roll out the cabling to where the Wi-Fi access point goes in most cases. Um, there is the mesh mode support, which yep. basically says, let's um, say so you're in a warehouse and... Well, th- those blue cables, those blue Ethernet cables, generally only go 100 metres. Yes. And let's say Isn't it
0: 127 metres, or is that just oh, me, no. me
1: underestimating no, no. the exact size of the square wave? No, it's actually at 100 is the actual standard. Ah, there we are. 100.0. Oh, okay.
0: That's 10 base 2 is 127
1: metres. Yes. Un- well, 128, but yes.
0: Okay. Plus one. <laughs> as long as you've
1: earthed one end and oh, not yeah. both. Okay, you probably started at zero. <laughs> okay. The, uh, <laughs> Sorry. Not t- but not 10. Yes, all right, there we go, there we go, bad networking jokes, moving on. Now, so um, in a warehouse, let's say you've got a warehouse that's 200 metres long, Yep. and that sounds like a lot, but it's actually quite common, Mm. if your blue cable, your network cable only goes 100 metres, then you can't exactly roll a 200 metre cable out to an access point down the other end of the warehouse. No, of course not. You either run fibre... Yep. Or you put switches in between that regenerate the signal every hundred odd metres. Yep. And it's the same concept when you're looking at those um, undersea cables. Oh, they've got devices in them. Yeah. That yeah. So, but when you actually run a big cable, say from uh, from Australia to the US, yes. That thirteen thousand odd, whatever it is, kilometre cable. Yep. That's not one like Ethernet cable, just thirteen thousand kilometres long. That's actually a, a group of. Fiber, a group of fibers actually, mm. and the fiber signal can go. it Used to be about eighty to one hundred kilometers, sometimes up to two hundred kilometers. Yeah. Yeah. but there's also power. There is a power, a, a copper power cable. Oh, so you can power your repeaters. Otherwise, you couldn't power, power, the power repeaters. them. Repeaters,
0: Because there's nowhere to plug in under the. That's ocean, right. Last time lo- yeah. I looked.
1: And it'll power and regenerate and feed all the repeaters. So you go, your a signal goes along the fiber about mm. hundred or so kilometers or two hundred kilometers. Yep. Hits a repeater which regenerates it before the signal loses enough. Um, So you can do it. So that's how that that works. It's the same sort of thing with these in the uh, warehouses. You either put a switch halfway to regenerate the signal of the next bit of copper, or you start looking at Wi-Fi mesh. Now, the mesh Wi-Fi says, I've got an access point down in the office somewhere. I can put another one out 100 metres or, say, 50 metres away, whatever it is, and it will... Connect back to one of the other ones in the network,
0: oh, and then regenerate the signal and, and regenerate allow people the people to talk to them. Ah. What
1: you do need is a powerpoint
0: Yep, but still, yeah, but you should have power in some places. Well, so hopefully, so so that means really, if I was a hundred-person accounting firm, yes, and I designed my Wi-Fi properly, I could get rid of all those blue cables. You couldn't could.
1: necessarily be cheaper though. I've got a challenge for you, though. Go on, then. Um, well, as you know, our, our building collapsed, and we went looking in offices around the place for yes. you know, where to go. Yep. They were all cabled. They were everything was already there we had some wonderful fit outs that were just left behind by the previous person well that was COVID for you but yes yeah but same thing there's all these fit outs sort of there they've already got the cabling in place yep and pulling it out putting it back in again exactly where it was there it doesn't add any value so we'll just leave it behind good point so chances are if unless you're going into a new building or a, a whole floor that's been stripped you'll probably find cabling already in place yeah, so
0: these guys actually rolled their own cabling apparently and i was like yeah, I probably wouldn't do that now.
1: Why would you roll your own cabling?
0: Well, they decided their, their IT expert told them, you've got servers, you need cabling. Oh, okay. So, yeah, but they didn't do it themselves. No, they did. Well, they, they, they got their IT guys to do it. So they got, they, the they got a, a certified cabler, electrician, cables. Oh, I don't it. know that. I think they got. Anyway, moving on.
1: Okay. <laughs> I can tell you, there is nothing worse than taking an expensive it resource and getting them the little cabling punch down tool to go and create the cable and put it into the socket right, you want a
0: certified electrician to do that right well, yeah i think yeah. you're
1: probably required to in
0: australia there's all sorts Under of the rules telecommunications regulations
1: Officially, yes you are there we go wow that
0: was you and you finally ended with the telecommunications act yeah, that's I'll cool to get it in there somewhere so <laughs> so if you're not moving into a place that's got to fit out you're moving somewhere new Wi-Fi is a good way to go. You, you can actually do it. If yeah. you, but if you can work that way, then your next move will be easier, right? Yeah. But spend a little bit of time and get someone in that knows Wi-Fi to do it properly. Cool. Like, like everything, let's not do our own tax returns in the world of IT. Exactly. Cool. That was awesome, Scott. That was a fun conversation today. How about that? Cool. So we're at Billy Barry's. We're drinking... Oh, sorry, yes.
1: We're at Billy Barry's, by the
0: way. Yes, we're drinking round two from the Barossa Valley, drinking a Merlot. This has been the, um, the weekly wind down. That's Scott... I'm Nick. If you like what you see, leave a like. Make sure you subscribe and leave a comment letting us know what things you want us to talk about. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. See ya. Bye.